Getting product feedback from your target customers can be tough, and it can be especially tough when you're new to a market or trying to grow a new brand or product. If you don't have an established audience of potential customers already, how do you find that audience, get in touch with them, share your product with them to test, and then collect that feedback so you can make product adjustments or improvements? Luckily, Bostic is here to help. Welcome to Attached to Hygiene, the podcast that enables you to grow your knowledge and influence in the absorbent hygiene industry. My name is Jack Hughes, and my mission is to help you, the absorbent hygiene article producer, design and produce the best possible products to meet the needs of your customers. On today's episode, we're speaking with Sharon Vindering, founder and head of consumer trust at Parent Tested, Parent Approved, about how they partner with brands to get their absorbent baby products tested by targeted users and receive feedback from those users so that the brands can succeed in the market. Sharon has spent the last 15 years building Parent Tested, Parent Approved by connecting brands with parents who want to test and use their products. She's collected the feedback from these parents and shared it with brands so they can determine if their products are ready for market and ideally get the Parent Tested, Parent Approved seal of approval. Since my conversation with Sharon was packed with so much information, we are splitting it into two parts. The first episode will cover how the PTPA testing and approval process works and how they avoid issues like a lack of diversity in the testing pool or conflicts of interest since the brands are technically PTPA's clients. In episode two, Sharon will share what PTPA has learned from facilitating the testing of absorbent baby products over the years and what suggestions she has for companies and brands producing baby diapers and pants for today's parents. Joining me today to discuss what parents are looking for when evaluating absorbent baby products and baby products in general is Sharon Vindreen. Sharon, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much. You are a bit of an outsider. You're not native to the absorbent hygiene industries. And I'm not sure if, if everyone in the industry might know who you are. So I'm going to ask you to introduce yourself, your role and your background. All right. I love that. I'm an outsider. All right. <laughs> so yeah, basically, you are totally right. While the hygiene industry is a portion of what we do, it's not necessarily my background. I actually started as a high-tech entrepreneur, sold my company, and then became a mom. And of course, moms have a million and one ideas. And Parent Tested, Parent Approved became one of those ideas. And basically what we do is our goal is to help simplify shopping for moms. So we have a testing process that products go through in order to earn our Parent Tested, Parent Approved seal that they can then leverage on their packaging, on their marketing in order to stand out and establish trust with consumers. You've mentioned that, you know, baby diapers or absorbent hygiene products aren't the only thing that Parent Tested, Parent Approved focuses on. So can you share a little bit about the different types of products or, or product categories that you are contributing your seal to? Absolutely. So when I was a new mom, I was hopeful to get all products related to newborns. But as my own children aged, it's become you know, we do anything from diapers, wipes, skincare to we have tested cars, electronics, Dyson fans, vacuums. So we really run the gamut. The goal is 
anything and everything that a family would use, even pets. We do a lot of pet products because they're part of the family too. And I know you have pets, so you probably really resonate with that. Absolutely. Across all industries, really, is if something a family member is going to use, that's something we are going to test. Great. I want to dive in a little more into that. But before we do that, I always like to ask our guests what they like most about working in our industry. And for you in the consumer products industry, I'll, I'll kind of modify the question. So what do you like most about working in the consumer products industry? So I think it's really exciting to have the opportunity to see all the new products that are coming out into the marketplace. The other thing I really love is when I established this company, the goal was to help smaller startup brands find a way to promote themselves and get in front of consumers, because obviously they're not going to have the same marketing dollars that multinational corporations are going to have, right? But they have fantastic products. These days, they call them challenger brands. But, you know, back 15 years ago, when I started the company, they were just startups. So I love seeing the innovation that comes out. And at the same time, I love that I have an opportunity to help consumers simplify shopping for consumers, help them find the right products. Because as we know, our dollar these days when we are shopping is so much more valuable and we want to spend it on products that are going to deliver on expectations. When I used to shop, I used to buy things based on, oh, is this the most expensive or does this look like the best in packaging? And that is what I thought was going to be the right product. And I quickly learned that there is so much more that goes into a great product. So I love what we get to do with the brands. I love what we get to do with consumers. Yeah, I'm sure it's it's incredibly rewarding to be able to make a difference in in kind of maybe steering parents in the right direction or at least giving them more information to make the best purchasing decision for themselves. Absolutely. And when we started, it was very much all of the small companies. As we grew, obviously, the multinationals came to us. Well, not obviously, thankfully. <laughs> uh, so, so we have a nice broad assortment of products. Now, you're kind of a a middle person. You're you're the partner for the brands, but you're also the kind of advocates for the consumers. And I'm wondering if you can share a little bit. How does that work? How exactly do you get these products to be to be tested? And then beyond that, like how does the testing process work? Sure. So like you said, the brands are our customers, but our community is very much who we serve. So what happens in our process is a brand will approach us and say, hey, I have this product or this line of products that I'd like to get tested for the seal of approval. So they pay a fee in order to go through our testing process. And what we do is we have a community of about 250,000 consumers. We'll select a small target audience that matches their product. So for example, I would not take a cloth diaper and give it to someone who only uses disposable. I wanna make sure it's their target audience so they can get valid feedback, right? We then provide them with the product. We provide them with a custom survey around that product. And then we ask them over a four to six week period to provide feedback in that survey about their experience with the product. So that does a couple of things. Number one, it gives us the tools by which to determine, did the product earn our seal of approval? At the same time, we take that market research and we actually provide it to the manufacturer. So whether they've earned the seal or have not earned the seal, they are getting that feedback. And actually for brands that 
don't earn the seal of approval, we actually give them a 70% refund of their fees. So we want them to take that market research, make something better, and hopefully come back to us with a new and improved product. The brands that do earn the certification then have the ability to leverage it you know, on packaging, on marketing, on television, you know, Hello Bello does a fantastic job leveraging the seal on their on their diapers and on their wipes and on their, you know, their line of baby products. So there's a lot of innovative ways to market a product once it has earned a seal of approval. No, it's great. That's great to understand that process and and kind of understand, you know, obviously the brands are finding it valuable, but the you know, the brands wouldn't be doing it if the parents didn't find it valuable also. So right. it's great to understand that that process. Yeah. And and when you think about it, when you go in, so, you know, backtracking here, when I started this, it was all about, I was going into a store and if I was looking for a baby towel, there were 15 to choose from. So I know I can't bring like 15 to 20 of my best friends going, okay, guys, which of these towels did you guys use and which of them did you love? <laughs> So the seal of approval on a product is kind of like shopping with 15 to 20 of your best friends and all of them saying, hey, I tested that, I loved it, and I highly recommend it. So that has a lot of power, a peer endorsement, especially these days where you are faced with endless numbers of fake e-reviews out there. It is really powerful to have a symbol of trust that you know isn't consumer voted but is actually consumer tested and approved. Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think, you know, as you mentioned, there's a lot of a lot of companies out there that, you know, may offer some recommendations on products based on getting paid as opposed to actually testing those products. And I've seen some things about that. And then on the other side, there are also, you know, you see kind of influencers or some of these moms on Instagram or TikTok that are willing to buy all yeah. these products and test them themselves. But yeah. that's, you know, and not every mom has the ability to do that or the means to exactly. do that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's one person's experience with these products. You know, every, every baby's different size, situation. Yeah. So it becomes subjective, right? Yeah. And it was interesting. The other day we were having a sales meeting and someone on the team suggested we talk to a particular brand. And I said, actually, we already tested their product in 2020 and the product did not earn the seal because across the board. Everyone who tested it said the product malfunctioned. It was an infant product in the electronic space. So she mentioned, the person on the team said, well, that's interesting because in that spring of that year, when we tested them, they actually earned four different awards from our competitors. <laughs> and that was incredibly frustrating to me because the competing awards programs are all very reputable and recognized. But knowing that they are consumer voted and they gave their awards to this product that literally all 20 families said simply did not work really is concerning because how does a mom make an informed choice? She is now going to trust that seal of approval. She's going to buy it. She's going to bring it home. And it is just not going to live up to expectations. So, you know, that just reinforces the importance of in-hand testing because it makes all the difference at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling for me as someone in marketing, like how easy it is to lose consumer trust. And if a company, a, a ratings company, a reputable company is going to put their stamp of approval on that and yep. and it it doesn't work, like you, not only is that brand losing trust, but that 
you know, that company could lose trust. And that's, uh, it's mind boggling to me that, that yeah. someone would go, go to those links to do that. Right? But, yeah. yeah. I had a whole rant on social media about it because it's, <laughs> you know, as a mom, it really angers me. And as a business owner, it really angers me. You know, I'm all up for competitors because I feel like competition is great because it pushes you forward. But I want it to be legitimate competition, and I want to find a way to let consumers know, hey, there's lots of consumer voted awards, but those are not, you know, you can get a survey that says, have you ever used this product or do you intend to? And if so, do you recommend it? And okay, the product just won an award. Well, what value does that really have? But obviously, yeah. I'm honest, you know. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's... Uh... While there are companies out there like yourselves and your competitors that are there to, you know, ideally help consumers, it does kind of lend itself to kind of more landmines out there for, yeah. for parents to have to kind of navigate. Exactly. Exactly. Now, you mentioned around 250,000 consumers in your, your member network. And I'm wondering, how do you choose the parents for that? How do you find the parents for that? And then as like a follow up. How do you ensure that the parent group, that member network is diverse enough to, you know, represent, you know, especially in the United States or the U.S. and Canada, like our diverse population? So there's no lack of diversity between our two countries. Absolutely. So I will start at the beginning in terms of your question. So the community that we have built has been built organically. So it's we did not spend money you know, promoting it. We do not pay testers to become part of the community. So at this point, I've done probably somewhere in the range of 300 to 350 different television shows across North America, primarily the U.S. So that's given us a really amazing opportunity to grow our consumer audience. You know, if I'm on, well, I used to be on the Steve Harvey show and I'd be talking about, you know, hey, these are the top products that earned our seal of approval. There are a lot of moms who are going to sign up as a result because they want the opportunity to test products. In terms of matching up products with the right consumer audience, we're collecting demographic information that the consumers are willingly providing us because we let them know we need that information in order to properly match you with a product. So if you don't want to give us that demographic information, feel free to be part of the community, but we won't be able to match you up. And then we do regular surveys to help keep our database up to date. So, for example, we might be testing, you know, here's a great scenario outside of your industry. We needed to test a compression sock. So that's obviously very specific, not necessarily a demographic detail that I will have. Maybe it's for someone who's a diabetic or an athlete. So then we conduct another survey of our community to determine whether they're the right fit, if it's something that specific. We narrow it down by if the client said, okay, I want particular states or zip codes or whatever it is. And then we make sure that they line up in terms of what the brand has told us is their target audience. It could be income, gender, you know, culture and specifics like I'm a cloth diaper user, disposable, compression sock user, whatever it is. I'm curious, can a brand come to you and say, you know, I'm designing this product specifically for African-American babies and, and parents, and then you can say, okay, we have this group, and and then you can just target or, or work with that group of, of members? Absolutely. Okay. And what happens is if you are a member and you match the demographic, we're not just telling you you need to test something. You're getting an email from us saying, there's an opportunity for you to test the following product types. 
is this something of interest to you? And would you be willing to complete a detailed survey about your experience with the product? So that gives them the opportunity to say yes or no. If they say yes, then we ship them the product. They do that survey and they get to keep the product. That's a really a great part of what we do. We have given away through the partners we work with over a million dollars in products to consumers across North America. Like we work with a nursery brand. They're a, a furniture manufacturer and we've partnered with them. I think at this point we've given away 15 to 20 full nursery sets with them. So that can be really game-changing to a family, right? They're affordable products and giving it to their target audience, but maybe their target audience couldn't happen to afford it at that moment. It's really rewarding to us to know that we're having that type of impact. For sure. Yeah, that's, yeah, like you said, got to be a game-changer for some families out there, for any family out there to not have to you know, spend money on diapers or a, right? a crib or something for a little while. That's, that's Absolutely. huge. Yeah. Game changing difference. Like we, when we test diapers, very often we'll try to get the manufacturer to give us enough, you know, at least a month supply if possible, depending on if that baby's at a stage where they're going to be changing sizes, that's a little bit more challenging, but we want to give them a good supply so that number one, we're making life a little bit easier, but number two, they have enough to make sure that they can give us a valid and effective evaluation of the product. Great, great. Yeah, I mean, imagine, you know, some, it's like, here, use this product for three days and then give us your feedback. Like a company could do yeah. that, but that's, you know. Yeah, I mean, it depends on the product, right? If it's, a, if it's a blender or, you know, whatever, if it's something really basic, like not that this is basic, but we work with Dyson, you yeah. know, they're air purifiers. You don't need four weeks to determine if you are happy with a Dyson air purifier, right? Like you can see the different air quality. You can measure things like that. And you know, within a week, yes, I love this product or no, I don't. But I think with diapers, you want to make sure you're encountering every scenario, you know, the leak proof, the comfort, the the skin reactions, things like that. You need more time. For sure. For sure. It's so important. They're so, you know, absorbent hygiene products are so huge to people's kind of live well-being and comfort and, you know, the ability to just live a, you know, we don't like the word normal, but uh, to live a, you know, a, a happy and functional life that you can't just, (laughs) yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I imagine it's gotta be a big challenge. Not only, I mean, you you mentioned you have a sales team, so I imagine they're out there recruiting brands and, and trying to get brands on board to, to come to you to test their products. But then, you know, particularly in the in the baby sphere, you're losing customers every day once their children age out of that age range that you need, for, you know, for diapers, for instance, you right. know, it's only about three years that they're going to be wearing diapers. So I imagine that's got to be a big challenge, not only selling to brands, but also recruiting members to be able to continue to test the, the products and keep the business model going. Right. So thankfully, it's not a challenge because new moms or pregnant moms are probably spending the most time researching products in advance. So inevitably, they are finding out about parent-tested, parent-approved. Then when they see there's an opportunity to get to test products for free in exchange for their opinion, our site becomes something that they are excited to join and sign up for that opportunity. So I think that's probably why, while the audience of diaper users continues with us, obviously they're not going to stay within diapers, 
that group of moms is constantly being replenished. And, and, you know, my favorite thing is we have a few clients who've recently had their first or second child. Actually, it was for both of them, it was their first child. And I loved that they came back to me and said, you know, while I was doing my research, Parent Tested, Parent Approved, PTBA.com, that was the number one site I went to when I was trying to look up a specific product because I've had the opportunity to go through the testing. I've had the opportunity to test products. And I know that this is something that's going to be valuable. And they tell their friends. Like, like I said before, it grows organically. You know, if you received a nursery set for free and you are a new mom, you would be telling everyone and everyone <laughs> would be going, okay, I need to sign up because if there's even the slightest, it's like buying a lottery ticket. If there's yeah. the slightest chance you're going to get the opportunity to get free products, why wouldn't you sign up? For sure. For sure. No, that makes sense. And that's, I mean, I guess that having that organic audience of happy users and their benefits yeah. there and makes your job and uh, just a slightly bit easier, I'm sure. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, I you mentioned a little bit the the process for brands and particularly brands that maybe don't don't pan out and don't get that seal. And I'm curious, you know, given that they're your customers, they're paying you, how do you avoid conflicts of interest? Right. You know, if you're communicating to customers and saying, hey, you know, these brands are paying us. Sure. My radar went off as saying like, well, is there any sort of opportunity there for a brand to, as you mentioned with some competitors, get approved and not necessarily sure. have a good product? And that's a really valid and valuable concern and question. So here's the thing. I have spent over 15 years building a seal of approval that I want people to trust. And I want the first thing they think of when they see parent tested, parent approved is trust and credibility. So for the value of one customer's fee, I am not willing to risk that. So if I put my seal of approval on a product, kind of like the product we talked about before, because they paid a fee to get tested and then people buy it and it fails, they are never going to trust me again. I have now destroyed all of the credibility I've spent 15 years building, right? So it's simply not worth it, which is why we are the only company in North America that provides a 70% refund of fees. And for the balance, we're using that money to provide you with all of the market research. So imagine how valuable that is. You know, you're paying a small amount to have a focus group of consumers who are not sitting in a lab or sitting in a room. They're sitting at home using your product the way you want it product used, and they're giving you valuable feedback on why the product is just not living up to their expectations. And that is a game changer. You know, we had a brand that we worked with. They are a huge multinational corporation, and they submitted 15 different products to us. Their product lines are typically amazing. One of their products lost, and, you know, I wanted to call the brand personally and let her know but I was really worried about doing so. It was pretty <laughs> early on in the business. And I called her and I told her, you know, these 14 products did amazing and here's the feedback, but this one product unfortunately is not earning the seal of approval. And this is why. And she said to me the following, and I will never forget it. Sharon, you just proved that your organization is a credible organization because we were just awarded two other awards for that product. But at the same time, our R&D team has found all of the flaws your community found, and we are actually pulling the product off the market. 
So, you know, I was so hesitant to tell her the product had lost, but they already knew it was a lousy product. And these other companies had given her a seal and she said, I'm never going to work with them again, because now I know that it, there's no credibility behind it. So we're not going to be influenced by a fee. And in fact, you can't just go to our website and submit a product for the awards. You actually have to speak to one of us first, because we also want to gauge the quality of the products that you want to submit. Because if we look at the product and don't believe that it has merit or has the potential to earn our seal of approval, we don't want anyone wasting their time or their money with the program. So it's kind of you know, we're not necessarily for everyone. We are not the cheapest in the marketplace, but I can tell you that we are going to do the best job making sure we collect the most valuable research. That's that's great to hear. And I mean, it's great to hear that there's brands out there that, you know, they care so much about the success of their products and, and their consumers to say, you know, if you give me a, an award for a product that we were testing, but we now know is faulty, like that, yeah that ruins your, you know, reputation with us, yeah. not so much as a, like, oh, we're, we're so thankful we got this. So now we can put it in the market. So that's good. And I mean, I always, I've been saying this for a while now, what is the most valuable currency we have today? It's trust. And once you lose that trust with a consumer, it's done. Like yeah. there are enough options out there that they are never coming back to you. Like gone are the days where, you know, somebody was dedicated to a national brand and would not consider a private label brand or a challenger brand. It was, no, I'm dedicated to this national brand. That is long gone, right? There's no loyalty anymore. The first second you do something wrong, there are endless choices. So, you know, it's like a first impression when you meet someone. You have a very short period of time to make that first impression. And you want to make sure that you are doing it right and in a way that is honest, credible, because this new generation is very, this new generation of parents, they're going to do their research on you. They want to know that you are a brand that cares about the communities that they serve that you have a purpose beyond profit and they're going to spend the time researching that. So you better make sure that your brand equity really jives with that for lack of a better word, because that's like my seventies word. I just aged <laughs> myself out of this conversation. <laughs> no, no, no. But, and I think that's such a good point. We had a, uh, a previous guest, Natalia Richard, who talked about the, essentially the people who are becoming parents now, are the most well-educated group of parents or, you know, she said mom, parents ever. And yeah. it's, you know, it's not just, you know, people getting educations, but it's the information that they have access to. And it's so easy, as you said, to, you know, make one mistake, hurt that trust. And then that information is everywhere. It's all over social media. It's yeah. all over news yeah. reports. And it's, you know, it can, it can really impact a brand's reputation and, yeah. and business. So yeah, the ability to be able to, or the, to have the opportunity to get feedback and act on that and, you know, make sure that you're keeping that trust is is so important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cancel culture is a real thing, right? Yeah. And I think that applies to people and that applies to brands. So social media, you know, can quickly destroy a brand. If you have somebody who's had one bad experience, unfortunately, you know, with most products, everything is subjective, right? Yeah. So one person's experience might not be the other person's experience, but that one experience ends up on social media 
people start getting engaged and very quickly your reputation is gone, which is which is very unfortunate, um, which means that businesses really have to take extra caution with the types of products they're putting into the marketplace. Yeah, for sure. And I was reading a book recently and it, you know, it's it talks about the ad is that when people are more likely to report a bad experience than they are a good experience and and you need it's like some like seven good experiences to outweigh a bad experience or to overcome a bad experience. And yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. And with fake reviews like that is a huge issue. It's funny, you know, very often we look at different sites because we're trying to figure out how this review system is working because we provide reviews and testimonials from our testers as well. But very often you'll go to a product and on an e-tailer site and it'll say, you know, you'll sort it by four star plus. And then you'll get to that product that says four stars. And by default, it'll show you the most positive one at the top. (laughs) I always sort by the most recent. Yep. And by most recent, I inevitably find that all of the people are saying, I don't understand why this product had such great reviews because (laughs) it's lousy. It sucks. It's whatever, you know. And and then you're thinking to yourself, but yet it's coming up with four stars or there's an option. Like I know Sephora is great. They give you an option to take a look at products that either people have been gifted for free or products that are from consumers who actually purchase the product and they have not been incentivized. And there are drastically different results when you're looking at the incentivized reviews and the non-incentivized reviews. So yeah. All that to say, as a consumer, it is completely overwhelming to figure out what product is worth your hard-earned dollars. Yeah, a lot of information out there. <laughs> yeah. So I guess with that in mind, I'm not a parent. I just have dogs and and we we keep our purchases relatively simple. Well, that makes you a parent. <laughs> True. Yeah, a, a fur <laughs> baby. But, you know, I'm not getting exposed to the different seals of approvals and things like that, mm-hmm. that a lot of these, you know, consumer goods brands are using or, or are, you know, like, like yours, I'm curious, are parents looking for these and, and has that changed and kind of, I guess, in, in your opinion, where do you see that going? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say yes now more than ever. So what parent tested parent approved does is take the guesswork out of shopping. We give them that confidence they need to purchase a product without having, so so think of us as a program that allows you to bypass reading 10,000 reviews about a product and trying to figure out which is fake, which is a bot, which is real, which is, you know, incentivized. Mm-hmm. We take the guesswork out of it. You see that seal, you know, it's legitimately been tested by your peers. So yes, they are looking for it now more than ever, because now it's become incredibly challenging to sift through all the information that is out there. Like, you know, we were looking at a product last week. It has 64,000 reviews. <laughs> I mean, 64,000 reviews. Like, I, there's no chance you're going to have me even reading more than eight to 10 of those. So while that looks fabulous, when you actually start digging into those reviews, which is painstaking when there's that many, you see such a broad assortment of opinions most of them are spelled like the positive ones are very often spelled wrong, which is a clear sign. Okay, this is a bot or this is paid for a fake review, right? Nobody wants to spend their time doing that anymore. So yeah. being able to use a certification as a guiding tool for your purchase makes life a lot easier for the consumer. 
Makes sense. Yeah. There's <laughs> people's time is too valuable. Their money is too yeah. valuable to. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, think about it. If you're going to buy a, I'm going to be very stereotypical here. If you're going to buy a lawnmower. You're going to call a few buddies and say, I am being very stereotypical. Sorry. I did this. I did it this summer. So no worries. Okay, perfect. (laughs) You're going to call a few people who you know have lawnmowers and go, okay, which one should I buy? Why did you like this? What did you hate about it? And then you're going to make your decision based on like, they're going to be the most valuable resource you have. Right. Right. So that's what we're doing. We are calling 20 of your best friends and saying, okay, I'm going to give you this lawnmower. I want you to test it, use it, and then tell me what you really think. And if it's earned the seal, it means they all loved the product and it's worth your dollars. So it's just peer endorsements are, you know, when you're looking at reviews, you're looking hopefully at peer endorsements. So we're just kind of giving you a shortcut. So there you have it. If you're a brand that is looking for ways to get your products in the hands of target consumers to test, you don't have to figure that out on your own. There are companies out there, like Parent Tested, Parent Approved, that can help bridge that gap. On next week's episode, we'll continue our conversation with Sharon as she shares what feedback she is seeing from parents who are testing absorbent baby products and what recommendations she has for brands that are trying to win in the increasingly competitive market of baby diapers and pants. Attached to Hygiene is brought to you by Bostic and is hosted by me, Jack Hughes. It is produced and edited by me with the help of Paul Andrews, Michelle Tokovitz, Emery Chernis, and Nikki Ackerman at Green Onion Creative. Post-production for Attached to Hygiene is done by Podcast Boutique. Our theme music is by Jonathan Boyle. We'd like to extend a special thank you to our guest today, Sharon Vindereen. You can follow Sharon and Parent Tested Parent Approved on LinkedIn for more insights on the brands and companies they are working with and the feedback those brands are receiving from their target consumers. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.